Story number one. The answer to our question. Written by Arid Sandstorm. You must be the delegate from the Rimwood Federation. On behalf of the Solar Republic, I welcome you. I am Tanya Fogachuff, assistant to Xenofest Director Louis Volk. Guffret examined the creature that greeted him. Two arms, two legs, and with the hair only on the top of its head, and a long, skinny tail that extended far above its posterior. His documents allowed him to identify this as a female of a species, but it hadn't informed him of the tail and two triangular ears atop her head that flicked when he spoke. Thank you for greeting me. As always, he found himself thanking the makers of the translated technology. Otherwise, there would be no way that they would be able to even pronounce her name. A truly surprising thing, however, was that the Republic had already had their own translators that pre-made language packs. My name is Gifrit, and, as you stated, I am a delegate from the Rimwood Federation of Conduct First Contact Negotiations with your species. He examined his surroundings after the introduction. Around him were drab industrial grey walls with support beams accompanying cables up the walls and across the ceiling. Nearby two shuttles sat silently, ready to launch, while the third was further into the hangar, in a state of disassembly with a number of bipedal creatures working on and around it. Gifford noted that what looked like robots supplementing the organic workforce. Strangely, however, they seemed to be treated as equals amongst the Republic workers. Closer to him, behind and to the left of Tanya stood an armoured Republic soldier. The soldier had two horns extended backwards from either side of his head, and eyes that looked vertical slits, while Tanya's looked like orbs. Over what looked to be a body-hugging black suit, he had plates of alloy Gifrit couldn't recognise that was solid grey in colouring. The only weapon the delegate could see was what looked like a sidearm mounted slightly above where the creature's right leg met their torso. Glancing back at his own guard, he was met with a familiar three-legged stance of his species, the familiar exoskeleton frame hidden behind the purple armor of the ceremonial guard. With a head consisting of mandibled mouth and four small compound eyes, Sheathed on his back, but within easy reach of his two, three-fingered arms, there was a ceremonial but functional blade of the guard. If you kindly follow me, Gifrit refocused on Tanya, noticing that her mouth was turned up in what assumed to be a friendly gesture. I'll take you to the conference room where the director is. Gifrit indicated acknowledgement with a clack of his mandibles, but quickly followed it up with a, if you would... Nodding, the woman turned and began to walk towards one of the many exits in the hangar bay. As they approached the exit, Gifrit caught sight of two of the maintenance personnel as they crossed the delegation's path on their way to the partially disassembled shuttle. What he saw made Gifrit hiss in confusion. Green, scaled skin, long snout with sharp teeth sticking out from it. A long, scaled tail coming out from his jumpsuit covered torso. That wasn't a familiarization document. From what the initial contact team spoke, we should be seeing the first aliens that these people has met. So why? In the next strange creature of a male of the species to fully resemble the description in the documents, he looked like Tanya, yet without the tail, and his only ears were small, nearly oval things on the side of his head. A human, by what the documents said they called themselves. 
A quick, concentrated glance before exiting the hangar revealed that while the normal species that had been depicted in the documents outnumbered the total other species, there were half a dozen different types of others. Through the hallway they walked, Gifrit beside Tanya, while the guards trailed in their respective charges. Like the hangar, the hallway was a monotone grey, the only colour difference being the white markings that would help lead the crew to the vessel. They passed many different creatures going down the hallway, tails with long fur accompanied by pointy ears, round ears accompanied by tails that resembled bushes, horns and backward bent legs, a robot dressed in what looked to be a naval uniform. Here we are, Tanya announced, finally stopping at the door that looked just like any other door in the vessel. Gafrit presumed that the white markings next to the door labeled it as a conference room that Tanya spoke of earlier. Opening the door, Tanya went through first and immediately stepped to the side, allowing Gafrit to follow in. Director Falk, Tanya began speaking in the normal human sitting of the far side of the wooden conference table. I have brought along Delegate Gafrit, as requested. In stark contrast to the rest of the vessel, the walls and the ceiling of this room were glossed white, while the floor was a type of wood and there was a lighter color than the table. In front of Gifrit, on his side of the table, was a grey chair that stood out from the room. It was made in regards to his anatomy, a fact that Gifrit looked at Falk in his confusion. Thank you, Tanya, Falk started, the assistant nodding at his words. Please, Delegate Gifrit, have a seat. We have our people design a 3D print of the chair based on what the documents you sent us described about your physiology. I see, Gifrit said. Thank you for your consideration. Sitting down, Gifrit pleasantly surprised to find that the chair was a perfect fit and he was able to settle down quite comfortably. His attention was grabbed by Tanya walking to the other side of the room. Well, it isn't grabbed by Tanya exactly, but rather by the soldier that was following Tanya. He was sure that it was the same soldier that he'd met in the hangar bay, but now the armor plates he wore were white instead of grey that they were. So... Falk asked with a smile, How's the seat? Gifrit looked back at the human and nodded. It's perfect. I'm amazed at both your craftsmen's abilities and how fast your soldiers can change their armor to match their surroundings. A subtle dig. He wanted to know how the color of the armor changed. Did the soldier really change that quickly? He could have waited until after the meeting and asked his own guard what he saw, but his curiosity was getting the best of him. Bork raised the patches of hair above his eyes and looked at the soldier while humming a, hmm? Then he looked at Griffith with a smile. Oh, you mean the adaptive camouflage? Yes, it's a system that allows the armor to recolor the plates to better match the surrounding environment. Griffith saw Falk's eyes look past Griffith, presumably a ceremonial guard the delegation brought. Does your federation not have anything similar? Griffith struggled to keep surprise hidden. I am glad that he can't read my expressions. We are currently looking into the technology, he lied. We will be when I get back to the ship and tell home of this. Falk steeped his fingers and smiled. I see. Now, he said as his hands against the table, before we begin, Palatus informed me that you seem to be curious of my crew, so why don't we start with a brief history of our different species? Palatus, 
Gifford questioned, unless one of the maintenance crew in the hangar had rushed to inform him, the only delegation staff Gifford had seen was Tanya and the soldier. With a flash of light, the figure of a human roughly a foot tall appeared on the table. The yellow hologram had an androgynous figure and wore a simple jumpsuit. It bowed to Gifford. Greetings, I am Palatus, the artificial intelligence imprinted in this vessel. I see, Gifford replied. This was the first time he'd seen an AI. The idea had been explored by the Federation, but it had been shelved every time for the fear of a runaway incident where the AI got smarter and decided to rebel against its creators. Your behavior in my hangar bay H-14 indicated curiosity of the members of humanity. The AI stated, Um, yes? Gefritz started unsteadily. I'd been informed that humanity hadn't met any other species, and yet there are so many different types of species on the ship. Let me correct you on something, Falk began. Everyone on the ship is human. But our documents were incomplete. Your first team had looked at our first team, which just happened to consist of two sapiens, and made the assumption that that's what all of humanity looked like. Then how? Genetic manipulation, Falk stated. Gefrit's surprise would have been visible to a brick. Genetic manipulation was a technology that was far from the reaches of all the Federation. You created different species, Gefrit asked. Falk nodded before leaning back in his chair. Humanity has been alone for a long, long time, Delegate. When we finally broke free from our home system, we went from star to star in desperate attempt to answer the biggest question. Are we alone? Empty system after empty system we searched. He continued. Finally, when we dread of the apparent answer nearly crumbled our burgeoning civilization, we decided to look inward. If we couldn't find other life, we'd make it ourselves. Years of research culminated in the hybridization of the human genome with those of other creatures of our homeworld. Volk motioned to Tanya. It began with cats and dogs, animals that were companions of humans since before recorded history. Then we branched from there. However, they were still decidedly human, so we turned to the artificial. We had already made simple AIs, but we now wanted more. We wanted them to be like us, and so, after decades of research and programming, we made a robotic people, the Andros, as well as the sophisticated AI like the Palatus here. We did all of this while continuing to map the stars. Gefrit began to send something strange with Director Falk's story. If they'd been exploring space for all this time, then how had they not run into the Federation already? Humans only owned a dozen systems in this sector of space. After all, it was almost as if... It appears that the delegate has realized the truth, the AI, Palatus announced, clasping his hands behind its back. You spoke too much, Director, Tanya admonished with a sigh and a annoyed click of her tail. Ah, my apologies, Walk replied, chuckling and rubbing the back of his head. Was just so excited, after all. Just wait until those anti-jum councilmen on terror hear of this. None of the humans' worlds are named Terror. You're... Gifrit began. He was glad that he was sitting as he felt his legs get weak. You're not... We're not from this galaxy, delegate Gifrit, Falk stated, robbing Gifrit of the words that he was trying to say. For millennia, we were alone. A galaxy's wealth in our holds, but the empty hearts and bored minds. But now... 
Now we've met you, the answer to our question. End of story. <laughs>